Uh, thanks, Chair. Morning, colleagues. Uh, I think I was not uh, part of the oversight visit uh, because uh, we were uh, deployed elsewhere, Gulendama Flat, in Kaiser 10. So I wouldn't comment much on the oversight part of the report. Uh, but I, I, I will rely on, on, the, on, on those that were present and I will then support uh, whatever they say in that regard. Uh, however, on other aspects of, of the reports that need to be adopted, where I was present, I, 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 I'm fully behind that. Thanks, Chair. Okay. Um, Piri, Honorable Piri. Thanks, Chair. Morning to yourself. Morning to colleagues in the platform. Chair Gunzima, I'll have to join colleagues in not and in passing uh, the report as much as even myself, I was not part of the oversight. Thanks, Chairperson. We agree. Even though I was not part, I don't have a comment. Thanks, Chair. Okay. Honorable Shabalala Wakona. Um, I was just putting up a recommendation that I forgot about um, uh, the competition commission. We did a light that we would want to host them as the portfolio committee and so that we can understand the issues of regulations and what's taking them so long. That's just a point that I thought that it needs also to be captured. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Shabalala. Uh, going back to you, Honorable, I think I've mentioned everybody. I gave everybody the chance, ne? Uh, because Honorable uh, Komani is not yet back here. Okay. Um, Honorable uh, Mr. Machumi, among the recommendation, I don't, I didn't hear you. You will correct me if I'm wrong. Or particularly in all these uh, uh, SOEs that are troubled, uh, whether it's, in fact, all of them, whether it's ESCOM, Transnet, Tinel, uh, uh, you 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 can mention all of them, there is this problem of public and public partnership. I think we made an emphasis on that, that some of the problem in relation, to, especially to the issue you raise, uh, that we also raise sharply, where Dinell and the Department of Defense is not coming uh, to, the, to, 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 to assist when it comes to procurement, and the, they will uh, procure somewhere else instead of helping Dinell, you know, meaning that Department of Defense, Department of Police, and all these departments that are supposed to procure from Dinell uh, are actually contributing to destroy Dinell. Therefore, we emphasize the committee at some point that we need the government, particularly the Department of Public Enterprise, to push for and deepen this problem, I mean, I mean deepen this uh, public and public partnership, so that we don't have a situation where 
the same entity and is being uh, undermined by other entities. You will take it in Transnet, vice-versa, uh, other mode of transport, whether it's a uh, Department of Transport and other departments that will not get uh, things that they can get at uh, Transnet. The second issue is around the diversification. You know, one of the problems that are frustrating both Dinell, Transnet, you know, and even, uh, yeah, particularly those three, I mean those two, is the issue of diversification. There is a lot that Dinell can do that not necessarily about uh, weapons. You know, there are a lot of things that they can do. They can do things like uh, cars, I mean, ambulances and all those things instead, and they can help our health system to improve. They, they can do a lot. We also just say the same to Safcall, that Safcall can also make desks for schools and the uh, furnitures for schools and a lot of other departmental uh, other government department to, 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 to get cheaper prices and access those things to improve efficiency in our departments. And we will raise those issues. Therefore, I hope I'm not repeating what is on the program, but I didn't hear you saying that, uh, Mr. Mshumi. Back to you. No, thank you very much, Chair. In fact, uh, those issues have not found expression in the report, and I'm, I'm glad you have raised them. So I've noted them. I will include them into the report as recommendations for the diversification of trans of denial and other issues, including the issue of the Competition Commission. I think uh, the issue that this is raised by Honorable Chabalala regarding the Competition Commission, uh, one of the issues that we are told that public-public partnership cannot happen. They are saying it's uncompetitive behavior. So I think that particular meeting that we'll have with the Competition Commission and DTIC will help us also to deal further with this issue of the recommendation. I will include that, Chair. It was not included. Uh, and then in terms of the all the other issues, the other thing is that the members must always feel free to even make recommendations even though they were not at the, at the oversight visit. Because the oversight visit, is, it's just a continuation of oversight. Oversight is done through a committee meeting. Then a decision is taken based on issues we hear in a meeting to go to an oversight visit. Even though a member was not in the oversight visit, but you can still make input into the report and even make recommendations it, though, through what has, has been presented to us in a committee meeting, even though even things that members are, might be aware of that. Let's use this report also to make that recommendation. So it does not exclude members from making that uh, those recommendations. Yeah, no, thank you, Chair. I will, in, I will include all the issues that um, uh, have been raised by the members. Thank you. Thank you, honorable members. The report has been adopted with those amendments. Thank you so much. Can we go to the second? Uh, presentation by Miss Brown, Mrs. Brownwell. 
Hi, morning to everybody. Hope you can hear me. We can hear you loud and clear, madam. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, um, the song asked me just to do a presentation of a, a paper I did. It's a bit old, it's 2016, when I did it on um, international case studies on SOE legislation. So, um, I'm just gonna give an overview of this legislation that I prepared. It was basically for the committee um, in the previous um, parliament. And uh, what they wanted was to look at, because we were waiting for this bill on the shareholder management bill to come through. So in order to prepare for that, they wanted to do, um, look at international case studies to see if they could go on a study tour to look at what other countries were doing um, with regards to legislation, with regards to SOEs. So um, at the time, they requested um, to look at countries that are perhaps um, close in proximity so that they could go to more than um, one country. So what I did was um, I looked at the World Bank's toolkit on SOEs and looked at what countries they had as case studies there. And based on what they did, I took a selection of them, of the countries that I felt was um, more similar to South Africa. And I looked, so that came, I did um, South Korea, um, the Philippines, Malaysia, and India, because they have legislation and they also went from a low base to a high, um, well, they were very good countries at the, at the time. They started from a very low base. So um, that's just a bit of background. So. With my first one I looked at was South Korea. Um, not in my paper, I do give demographics, but it's a bit old, outdated, the demographics at the moment. Um, but the legislation is still relevant. So I'm just going to look at the registration and what um, they, are, they did. So with respect to South Korea, they first had a framework act on the management of government invested institute, institutes, which was ran from 1983 to 2007. And the main thing that that did was it devolved the power from the line ministries to include the economic board, planning board, um, and gave greater powers to the board of directors and executives. So before it was all with the line ministers and they could do, they had full control of the entities. So that led to a lot of corruption and um, some of the problems that, that we experience. So that was the first act that they had. Then the problem with that act is that it also didn't include um, other types of government invested institutes. It was only focused on a few. So they wanted to include other types as well. So then to make it more broad and more all encompassing, they came up with the act on the management of public institutions, which ran from 2005 and is still currently in place. So some of the highlights of that act was the classification of SOEs in public institutions. And based on the classification, it prescribes governance structures, how the um, entities would be governed. And it also limits the right of the line ministry to intervene in the management of SOEs. So in the act itself, it prescribes exactly in which um, situations the minister can intervene. So it's very clear when the minister can intervene and when it cannot intervene. It also establishes the Committee on the Management of Public Institutions, and this um, committee's um, appoints directors, they are more um, with regards to governance. Can you go to the next country? The thumb? Thank you. Okay, so the next country I looked at was Malaysia. Malaysia doesn't specifically have a legislation in place, but they have a government link um, companies transformation program, 
So um, this program aims to transform the government-linked companies to high-performance entities and also help accelerate the country's social and economic development. So at the time when I did this, uh, Malaysia was getting to um, to be a, um, a high-income country. They wanted to be classified as a high-income country, and they were gearing um, to get to the by 2020. So this was the aim at the time. And uh, so this so this program established the um, this committee on the GLC high performance, the PCG, to drive the delivery of the GLCT program, and it's chaired by the Prime Minister. So the PCG basically was to design, implement, and oversee the policies to transform these GLCs into high-performing companies and establish the framework to program, manage, and oversee the implementation of the GLCT initiatives. So even though it was a program, it was driven by the, by the prime minister of the country, and they had a lot of success in, in implementing this program. Um, can you go to the next country, please? Okay, so in the Philippines, they also have the government-owned and controlled corporations govern governance act which was implemented in 2011 and this act established the governance commission for gocc's which is the central advisory oversight and monitoring body with authority to formulate and implement policies in the active exercise of the state's ownership rights ensures gocc's financial viability and financial discipline through adherence to the highest standards of corporate governance so the so this act also they also classify the GOCCs according to also um, the type of of institute that they are. It establishes performance evaluation systems. It also coordinates and monitors the operations of the GOCCs, and it also reviews their functions and makes recommendations on corrections or alignments with regulatory or commercial functions. So this is similar to what South Africa wants to do, because we have an issue with regards to our developmental mandate versus our commercial mandate. So this um, so this entity that they've established will review um, like the entities and see if there's an alignment between these um, the developmental goals and the commercial goals. And if there's not, they'll make recommendations of what can be done um, to correct that. And then they also make recommendations on suitable candidates for appointment of directors, which basically they provide shortlists short for direct on the appointment of directors. And then again, the CGC is situated in the office of the president. So if you already notice from the, the three countries, it's always driven by the highest um, office in the in the country. It's always the president that drives this. Um, can you go to the next country, please? Okay, then India. India itself also doesn't have a specific legislation, but they do also have policies in place with regards to um, public sector. So the Statement of Industrial Policy of 1991 included a public sector policy. And this includes um, one of the issues, well, some of the highlights of this policy regarding the public sector was to improve performance through the Memorandum of Understanding system which allows management greater autonomy and accountability. So this is similar to South Africa where we have the contracting, um, the performance contracting. So the memorandum of understanding is basically also an agreement between the ministry and the entity of what they're going to do for the year. Then they also have the national common minimum program with which is a policy towards public sector entities and it defines government's aims for what they want the public sector to achieve, enterprises to achieve. And then they have the government adopted, has adopted the Corporate Governance Code, which is formulated by Securities and Exchange Board of India, which is similar to what we have, 
with a king code. And then the classification of enterprise determines the degree of autonomy for central public sector enterprises that receives. So this is, again, the classifications based on, the classification is based on the income that they make or how, if they may get money from government. So they classified according to that. And depending on that, they, they, um, their governance structure is also determined. Then they also have a Department of Public Enterprises, which is the agency for all the PSEs and assisting policy formulation pertaining to the role of the PSEs in the economy and also in laying down policy guidelines on performance improvement and evaluation, financial accounting, personal management, personnel management, and all the other related areas. So you can see this is similar to what South Africa is doing, but they seem to have more success because their entities actually um, do make money and actually make give money back to the to the fiscus. Whereas in South Africa's case, we don't that does not happen here. Okay, you can go to the next slide. So those were the, the four countries that I looked at and just some of the um, cost-cutting themes or the observations with all of these countries is that you would notice the next slide, thank you, the observations from the case studies is basically that these SOE reform should ideally be driven by the head of the country. So if you look at the previous, if the four countries, you'll notice that the officers are always either headed, headed by the by the President or the Prime Minister, or in their offices. So it's definitely driven from the top. Then SOEs are seen as the vehicle for economic development and attaining national outcomes, which is similar to South Africa. They define what the SOEs and classify them accordingly. So we have similar to that in the PMA, but that's more for financial, um, financial um, issues. It's not for governance, really. So... That's something we need to look at. And then consideration of the scope of the proposed legislation. So we need to know what exactly, how far the legislation will go and what it will cover. And then the reporting lines needs to be considered in the devolution of power. So a lot of the legislation in the, in the case studies devolved power from the line ministries to include other ministries or made separate bodies to oversee governance. And then with regards to... SOE reform should be reported and overseen by a political level. This is just the reinforcement of that that's driven by the president or the prime minister. And obviously, parliament should have a hand in it to keep an eye over everything. So this is just some of the observations, and those were the case studies that I looked at. There was, um, they did, in that um, parliament, did request to look at Africa to see what's happening in Africa. But at that time, there was nothing that we could really compare ourselves to. Um, Namibia does have legislation now that they've put in place um, with regards to SOEs. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, there's nothing that would that that we could aspire to at the moment. So um, I also looked at, at this further case studies that I looked at is Turkey and Japan and Finland in the annexures if um, members are interested. But for um, my, what I would suggest was these, these four countries because they're close in proximity and they also started from a low base, similar to South Africa, and it worked for them. So those are my recommendations. Thank you. If you anybody have any questions. Thank you. Well, uh... What are we this presentation? Can we get questions or perhaps 
because this is supposed to determine which country would love as a committee to require to, to, to recommend to to to, to, uh, to to go and the experience and I mean and look at their experience in order to understand how they are dealing with these state-owned entities. Can I get the members the contributions? Let me check who's putting the hands. Uh, Honorable Shabalala, you're the first. Put your hand up. Oh, thank you so much, Chairperson. Uh, um, uh, really appreciate, I think, uh, the work that has been done. All I want to check, Chair, is that uh, I would have missed it. The issue about um, the dates, uh, which dates are we proposing for the study tour? Uh, that we ought to have. Um, but for me, from one seated chair, I would like to, to really welcome the presentation and the work that has been done, but also to employ the chairperson to have communication with the um, Honorable Floric uh, so that he understands how important this issue is, uh, that we see ourselves going to an oversight. If possible, the dates uh, the committee could put up for November or, or February next year before the sauna, so that Parliament can consider around that. We really need to go out and check the SOEs that have been stabilized in these countries, but also the issue of energy, so that we are able to come back to Parliament and give Parliament better recommendations. Because it seems that every time we're interacting with these entities, we make recommendations, we do reporting, they kind of don't take our recommendations at times to implementation. So perhaps when we do that ourselves, we come back and we employ parliament on this recommendation so that the entities could be directed uh, from the speaker's office. Thank you so much, Chair. Okay. Is there any other member? Thank you, Chair. Is there any other member? Who may, yes, uh, Chair. There is a member. To... Yes, I'm Abu Gumeria. Abu Gumeria. Chair, are you with Honorable me? Abu Gumeria. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm giving you a platform on No, thank you, Chair. Interesting hearing the the or recommendations or could be the we may learn from other countries. The, the situation here. Uh, comparing the non-comparables. Uh, our state may not be this affluent countries. So they currently don't face a state capture kind of a situation. Uh, which in fact, I think we're being trained in the sense that we are financially not viable to learn some of the things. But what's more critical for me is despite all that is the willingness of all the necessary structures, which could be the 
treasury, the board, the CEOs, and the entities themselves, including the department, is how far is their willingness, the preparedness, that should we be going on a study tour? Some of the things that we may be, we may learn and come back with an intention to implement some of those things. How are all these people prepared to try and practice or even test some of the things that in fact will be uh, presenting to them? Because there is nothing, Chad, that's so frustrating that you go, you come back, you expect the implementation of some of the things that in fact are easy to be achieved. I, I, I remember one day we went to Brazil, we were studying something like um, food for waste that uh, we're going to encourage people to collect all the garbage and whatever, come back, sell that food, and rather the, the garbage. And the person will be given a parcel or a pocket, could be of potato or pumpkins or whatever. That may be the same weight as in would have. That thing has never taken off. So all what I'm saying is, in fact, a commitment from all the sectors that I've mentioned. It's useless for us to go abroad, come back, and officials or whoever is not prepared to take. But all what I'm saying, Chair, so we've seen the recommendations. I hope some of these things will be endorsed by our study tour. Come back and be given a very sort of a, a, a plan. I, I, I had honorable seem to have plans. We've presented quite a lot of plans. It's only that they don't get implemented and we keep on changing keep on changing, keep on changing up until we change no more. So all what I'm saying, Che, I welcome the presentation in a sense. I welcome the view, the idea that let's go on a study tour, but how prepared will be politicians in this instance and many others to implement some of the things we would have learned. I'm not sure whether we're the first team that will be going abroad, or there are other teams that did go abroad, where some of the things that they presented tried, uh, or the scenario was definitely not the same. It would have been good that we failed to implement the Indonesia situation because these are two different kind of scenario. Then we can't implement some of the studies we would have achieved. But for me, Chair, I'm happy with the situation. Let's do that. But it depends on the preparedness of our, um, what could be the government or the department and many others, Chair. Otherwise, I'm happy with the situation. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Gumedia. Uh, honorable members, I think, okay. Uh, honorable Kwangwa. Chairperson, thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. No, yes, no, no. I, want to members, I might, I might, I might be 
sounding very shaky because I'm load shedding now. Okay. Yeah, come honorable comment. No, 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 I was going to say, I think uh, I think Honorable Shabalala and Honorable Kumet have actually hit the nail on the head, Chair, to say that Honorable Shabalala, for example, is saying that perhaps in instances such as these ones where we undertake, uh, say, committees undertake study tours uh, in order to get a better sense of what needs to be done in solving some of the problems we have in our country, especially now with respect to SOEs, it's important that whether it's through the chair, chair of chairs or the speaker of the National Assembly, that when there is failure of the recommendations which make sense to be implemented by the various entities, that the executive authority of parliament takes up the fight on our behalf to make sure that taxpayers' money is not wasted where we go to these uh, study tours expensively as parliament and then come back and nothing is nothing ever gets implemented. But you see, it's not the failure at times. I want to say it's not just the the, the different entities of government, the departments that don't, don't implement their own recommendations. At times, we even at fault of not implementing our own recommendations as parliament. I want to make an example. In 2018, when uh, uh, when uh, Jackson and Temp was still the chief whip, the, the late Jackson and Temp was still the chief whip, as the chief whip, so we undertook a study tour to Ghana and then to the UK about how to improve our parliamentary systems and so on. But we came back and never implemented our own recommendations. And it's one of the things uh, that we've been saying as, as uh, some of us have, who undertook, uh, who participated in that study tour, we're saying we're disappointed with that. So as much as we must expect the departments to implement recommendations, we should also do the same about the recommendations that affect us internally as parliament. So I agree, Honorable Gumete is right. We go on study tours, we come back, there's no implementation. We go on another study tour, we come back, we recommend nothing ever gets done, or most of what we recommend gets ignored. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kwangwa. Honorable members, let's soldier on. Our responsibility is to do oversight and recommend. The executive has to execute. Then uh, we have to just do our work. If they don't take our advice, it's up to them. We do our part, we play our role. Uh, Honorable Damini. Uh, thanks, Chair. I think uh, I want to welcome the, 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 the report and appreciate the work that has got into uh, recommending the countries that have been uh, presented today. I think in, uh, in our country we have a different situation, which is man-made. It's not a natural situation. We, some would call it state capture, but it's theft, really, uh, from SOEs. And out of that, we have made a decision to stop funding these SOEs, which is a very strange decision when you come to think of it. You don't stop plowing your fields because someone is stealing your produce. You deal with, with theft and continue being productive. To a certain extent, uh, the, this is some of the decisions that we've taken at Parliament as well are actually suffocating these SOEs. I'm convinced uh, all countries have gone through the same phase we are in. 
and they've been able to turn things around, and which is why it's important that you go on this oversight and learn from these countries and then strengthen our own systems when we come back so that we're able to revive these SOEs. It's not going to be a foregone conclusion that the solution is to privatize SOEs. Yet we still want to, to, to argue that uh, we want a developmental state with the state leading by the development. And how is that going to happen if we've privatized everything? So at times we are, we are speaking at odds from what we are doing and what we are saying that don't speak to each other. I think we, in terms of ensuring that the executive executor recommendation, it's still part of our work to make them account. And I think it would, it would not be a far-fetched idea to, 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 to make them account on something that you've recommended because it would be some sort of a progress report to say, no, but on this issue, this is what we've agreed on. How far have we gone with it? I think in, in that front, you shouldn't uh, give up easily. Let's continue. Things will turn around ultimately, but we must push. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Zamini. Honorable members, I don't know, Honorable Shavala, whether it's a legacy hand. No, Chairperson, thank you so much. I think you covered me with your statement around us doing our job, but also for us to understand that there are three layers of arms of state. We are legislature. So it must not be almost as if that we feel that, you know, we are helpless. There's nothing that we're going to do. We'll go. Well, we just don't want to go for the sake of it. I think that's the point. So that even the public understands uh, our reasoning around this issue. Uh, we, we're not just doing it because it's something that's there to be done, whether we're not sure whether they implement no, we must do our job, go to parliament, recommend to parliament what needs to happen. And that's where we need to be really clear about so that we don't confuse these matters about whether executive, whether treasury, we must lobby treasury to do that. No, 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 no. That's not how it's done. I think something that I wanted just for us to put it into context, but you did cover me, Chair. Thank you so much. Thank you, Honorable Shavalala. Honorable members, uh, at this point, I don't know whether, oh, Honorable, uh, is there any issue you want to raise uh, Pramwen and uh, Tsang? Um, yeah, just on my, my part with regards to Mr. Gobedi's comment about they didn't have state capture. Some of these countries did um, also have, um, also had issues with um, collusion where the, actually the state and the public enterprises work together to um, make the companies bigger when they didn't actually have the money and they didn't need to. So there was corruption as well. So this legislation also looked at um, their legislation that was specifically in um, South Korea. So they, these countries also did um, have state gap, well, their version of um, corruption and collusion within the SOEs. So this legislation was also to drive, um, to make get rid of that as well. So um, they mustn't think that other countries don't have corruption and collusion within the SOEs. They all have. So the, they all um, had to fight that just as we're doing at the moment. It might not have been as big as ours, but they, it did happen on, on, in other countries as well. Um, yeah, that's just my comment. Okay. Uh, yeah, where there's capitalism, there is stealing. 
Capital is always still. They still even do the working class by exploiting it. Uh, let's go to Honorable, oh, I mean, uh, Mr. Muchumi. There is a question that was raised by Honorable Shabalala about the date and the office of the chair of chairs to sort of uh, endorse our recommendation because we're not only recommending to go to a, one of those countries, but we also uh, wish uh, to have particular, I mean, a, a date, uh, a date, there must be a target date as to when are we living, when are we going to do this, it's either end of the year in November or towards the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, February, before the opening of Parliament. Those are the recommendations. Muchumi have to breathe on this. Okay. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I can... Hello, Muchumi. Kisan. Kisan. Recording stopped. Honorable uh, members, the song disappeared at the beginning. I think it's low sharing. Hi, Jay. Um, yeah. From what I know, when the song spoke to me, he told me yesterday that the third, the fourth quarter um, program for Parliament wasn't hasn't been um, circulated as yet, so he didn't have specific dates. He was waiting for the um, the fourth term program to come out so that he could um, do the program as well. But we haven't received it as yet, so I don't think he'll be able to give dates as yet until the program um, has it's been finalized. finalized. Yes. Okay. Okay. That is it, honourable members. Uh, in that note, honourable members, I think. Let's see, get Tisang uh, to finalize. I think by next week, the, the, the program will be finalized and then we'll be in a position to have a date. After immediately we come from the recess, let me say next week, immediately we come from the recess. The first week when we come from the recess, we will be getting the program. And the... Uh, um, suggesting that we close this meeting for now and adjourn uh, until when we back from the recess, honorable members. And I thank you for attending this meeting, uh, seeing you and wish you a good week of working in your constituency. Hello, sir. The chair. Chairperson, before you close, may I just make a comment, yeah. please? Yes. It's Farad Isak. Chairperson, yeah, just uh, uh, listening to uh, the program issue, 
uh, you know, we should just bear in mind that obviously we've got the midterm budget, uh, which is scheduled uh, for October. And then, of course, we, you know, during the month of November, with all the BRR reports that are going to have to come through, the program, in my opinion, is going to be pretty tight. But I just wanted to mention and add that comment that perhaps the Secretariat, uh, I suppose when the program comes out and together with yourself, Chairperson, you know, then you'll interrogate and make the best decision on behalf of the committee. Thank you for the okay. uh, opportunity. Thanks, Chair. Okay. I think they, they will look at all that, including the Chair of Chairs. Uh, honorable members, thank you. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you so much, Chair. Long live the Chair. Bye, Mr. Isaac. Bye, Shabala. Bye.